Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, rising prices are here on everything from what you drink to what you pay for laundry detergent. I'm going to tell you what I think is really going on. Also, I want to talk about the Peloton scandal and Peloton refusing to recall its treadmills despite multiple calls from the federal government to do so. I want to tell you, it's been quite a crazy year buying consumer goods. In fact, it's been so distorted in the economy with some items going up a great deal in price, others going down, and it's been quite a seesaw. If you remember a year ago when people weren't really interested in driving very much, there was a world oversupply of oil and in turn gasoline that was virtually unprecedented. And there was a time last spring that people were having to pay, oil producers were having to pay to get somebody to take their oil from them. That's how bad it got. And now, as you've seen at gas stations, that is definitely not the case anymore. And so gas prices have gone up quite a bit. This is a time when it really makes a lot of sense for you to use the gas price shopping apps like uh, Gas Price Watch and Gas Buddy and see where the cheapest stations are near you. I shared a couple of weeks ago about the fact that the Costco near me was 85 cents a gallon cheaper than the three stations right near my home. I mean, that's a giant difference. And if you just incorporate looking for the best deal once your gas tank is below half a tank, you're going to save a great deal of money over time on what you pay for gasoline. And it's just an example of something that has had very irregular patterns during this last year. You know, the pandemic has been a disruptive force and will continue even as we come out of the pandemic, continue to have disruptions involved with it. One of them, which was something I never saw coming, never, ever saw this one coming, is that as we have shopped more and more hybrid or completely online, where we've been filling our basket with our phones, our laptops, and having delivery, or we're doing pickup at stores, we are actually not comparison shopping the way we would have in the past. Let me give you an example. If I walk in the supermarket and I'm going down an aisle and I see a product, let's say ketchup. I see ketchup 
and I see the dominant player, Heinz, and then I'll see the store brand catch up. And then I might see a not very popular name brand. And I see the price difference between those. And about, oh, maybe 25% of people would see that price difference and they'd grab the store brand. And you could repeat this for pretty much anywhere in a supermarket. In a discount store, you're in a Target or a Walmart, the two dominant discounters. Target's got its up and up and, um, and good and gather. And then Walmart's main store brand is Equate, and then they have different ones for clothing. And so you would be able to see on the store shelf side by side the brand name of whatever it is and the store brand. Well, this past year, as we've gone to more and more shopping, especially on our phones, we don't see the store brand displayed the same way our eyes see it in a store. And so the amount of shopping people are doing, buying the store brands, has gone significantly down. And so the brand name manufacturers, one by one by one, have said, hey, this is awesome. And they're telling their stockholders, we're going to send prices through the roof. Procter & Gamble did so recently with all their various consumer products. And uh, it leaked out in the Wall Street Journal. They're going to have these massive price rises during the summer. And so it means things like uh, diapers, detergent, all the various things Procter & Gamble is big for. You're going to see the massive price rises. Uh, Coca-Cola, which had a terrible pandemic. People were not buying soft drinks. Coca-Cola has seen volumes rise back to historical norms. And now what are they doing? They're pushing through big price increases to try to boost their profitability. And these two companies, each dominant in their sectors, are going to provide cover for other brand names to raise prices. So what I ask you to do is you've adjusted to hybrid shopping or delivery instead of in-person shopping, keep this in mind. And when you're filling out your shopping basket, look for the store brand or off-brand equivalent because the savings you get are ridiculously large. I mean, you save so, so much money that way. And with groceries... I'll say it again and again and again as they grow around America. Now, I think the third largest supermarket chain in the United States, Aldi, which is almost all private label, can save you a ton shopping. So, Krista, as you know, we moved recently. Mm-hmm. And now I can. Uh, we've moved from our house on big acreage to a condominium in a congested urban core and so now i walk to shop (laughs) you can walk to an aldi is that like a requirement yeah so i look out the window of our condo at aldi and trader joe's you know same family they're across the street from each other and i had to go get my son had a bike accident and cut himself all up and i had to go get a ton of bandages So there's a CVS in the shopping center with the Aldi. So I walk to CVS, 
And I got to see what consumer prices are going to be in 2041 <laughs> and got to experience that in 2021. I mean, I wasn't trying to buy gold-laced Band-Aids. I was just trying to buy Band-Aids. I bought CVS brand, and it was still, I mean, it was a joke how expensive they were. And then I went from there across the parking lot and did grocery shopping at Aldi before I walked back to the condo. And it was so the opposite experience where the food is so inexpensive, it's like hard to believe. So that was almost like a Seinfeld episode, if you know that old, old, old show where they did an episode called Even Steven. It was almost like I ended up <laughs> Even Steven where my dollars got chewed up in the CVS and then I went over to the Aldi and won back some of the money CVS had run off with from me. But then the cutest thing, you know this because we talked about this at CVS, the register receipt comes out and... I don't know if it was like two feet long or three feet long. So long. People go as the CVS receipt for Halloween. It's hilarious. So I get back to the condo and I give Lane the CVS receipt. And I said, do you want any of these coupons? And she looks and she looks because it goes on and on and on. And she uh, didn't find any she wanted. And so then all we did was create more waste. It's too bad they couldn't make those electronic and stop wasting all that thermal whatever it is. Well, well, it's time for your questions. And we're starting with Natalie. Is that Natalie in Maryland. Hi, Clark. My dad is retiring from working at a grocery store after 30 years in the next year or so. He has a small pension and lump sum he'll get. He was told that if he changes to part-time, he might be able to keep some of his health benefits. He's turning 65 this year, but not planning to retire until the next year. How can I best support him in this process of retiring? I want to make sure he gets all of his benefits and is set up properly with Medicare. He depends heavily on the pension and his benefits as he has never had a 401k. Any guidance is deeply appreciated. So Natalie, we're getting into a really complicated thing with Medicare. If the grocery store he works for is a large chain and he receives health coverage from them, then he is prohibited from getting normal Medicare if he's working enough hours that he would qualify for the health benefits from the grocery chain. On the other hand, if he's working part-time enough that he would not qualify for their health benefits, then he has to sign up for the various Medicare benefits, which you get Part A for breathing, and then you have to pay for Part B, and then you have to buy a Medigap policy, and then you also need Part D, which is the prescription drugs. You do have an alternative that's a very controversial one called a Medicare Advantage plan, where you sign up for traditional Medicare, and then instead of having to buy supplements, you go in an Advantage plan, and then your care is routed through one of the big insurance companies. So this gets really, really, really complicated. Um, if your dad is a member of AARP, they provide pretty thorough information on how to make these decisions. Uh, although some of it's biased because AARP is in the business of selling these plans, but he'd find some of that useful. Um, 
But let me repeat the key thing. He gets A free, B pays for, a Medigap you have to pay for, the Part D for prescription drugs you have to pay for, and the Medigap and the is and Part D are both in the free market. And then the alternative that you wrap into all that and you, you don't buy a lot of the separate things is an Advantage plan. But in an Advantage plan, you're limited as to what facilities and doctors you're allowed to go to. And I hope that is of some help to you. William in Connecticut says your recent article addressed which insurance products you should and shouldn't buy, but it didn't mention an umbrella policy. What are your thoughts? And I did have a couple other people who asked about getting umbrella policies this week. Which is funny because I'm obsessed with umbrella policies, but we did not include that in our story because umbrella policies are important generally for people that are pretty wealthy. It's people who have a lot of what are known as uncovered assets, assets that you own free of any debt, that are the ones at greatest risk of being wiped out by a lawsuit where somebody claims you injured them or, or uh, has injured at your property or whatever. An umbrella policy is, an, is like an overall protection against a bad event eating up your wallet and your life. So umbrella policies are dirt cheap. And it's essentially an excess liability policy beyond what you have from auto and homeowners. Because the, the risk to the insurance company is so low, the cost of the coverage is very cheap. For a $1 million umbrella, typically it'll be a couple hundred dollars. And then each million after that you add is cheaper than the prior million because the risk that a claim would ever get into those kind of numbers is so unlikely that it's a very cheap form of insurance and highly recommended to anyone who, as an example, owns your home free and clear and has meaningful other assets. Now, next, you probably have heard the media reports about Peloton and the tragic death of a child from a Peloton treadmill. And uh, many people have seen video of this, which is very upsetting. And there's other things about it that have been lightly reported or not reported at all. I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about treadmills, particularly how to protect yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Peloton has been in this big to-do where very quietly federal regulators tried to get Peloton to recall their treadmill because it's got a apparently pretty unique design that has led to numerous injuries of adults working out on Peloton treadmills. And it only got a lot of public focus because of the tragic loss of a child's life with one of these treadmills. But the Peloton thing is unique because Peloton is defiant in refusing to 
recall the treadmills to adapt them so that make them safer. And that is an idiotic corporate decision by Peloton because all it's done is it's created distrust of Peloton and at the same time created a wave of publicity that would not have existed if Peloton had, instead of fighting making their product safe, had just said, we're going to make our product safe. So bad on you, Peloton. But I had an experience years ago at the gym where a woman on a treadmill, not a Peloton, had a terrible accident on that treadmill. And, boy, I got religion about safety on a treadmill because I saw it. Uh, she was hurt badly. I was one of the people administering first aid to her. And uh, since then, I really got it because I had never been good about using the safety device that you use on a treadmill. I'm all about it now. I remember um, Cheryl Sandberg's husband passed away from a treadmill accident. He had hit his head. And, yeah, they can be very dangerous. So regardless of all this going on with Peloton, you say, oh, I don't use a Peloton. I use a blah, blah, blah. That little safety clip that, let's face it, it's a pain to wear that thing because there'll be times you turn too far and right in the middle of a workout, it breaks your momentum because it shuts it off because it disconnects it from the magnet. Better that than you go flying off that treadmill with it still going full speed. It's a pretty simple thing to keep you safe. And I hope that you'll consider this. And the Peloton people, gosh, I mean, you had a 2020 that was all world. You sold your Peloton bikes like they were the greatest thing in the history of humanity at like $2,500 a bike, I think. And then you sell those crazy expensive memberships for people to have the workout programs you got a lot of money coming in, so don't be greedy and fix the treadmills, please. Clark Andrew in Washington says, I worked a seasonal state job for several seasons, roughly April through September, and while working there, a certain percentage of my pay was directed into an employee pension fund. However, I didn't work there long enough to become fully vested in the pension plan and don't plan on returning to work there again. I have several thousand dollars in the account, and I'm wondering what I should do with it. Withdraw it and pay the penalty, or just let it sit there, wherever there is, until I reach retirement age in about 30 years. I'm not desperate for the money, but I want the best return from it. So what I don't know from your post, Andrew, is whether you continue to uh, get an embedded return on that money over these next 30 years inside the pension plan. So you're not, you're not fully vested, but you got the money there, several thousand dollars. If the money is, if the benefit is frozen and inflation will demolish it over the next 30 years, then it would make sense for you to withdraw that money and invest it. On the other hand, if the money gets a return, an imputed return on 
your dollars on those thousands year after year for 30 years, and then it pays out to you either in a lump sum or in an ongoing check, you're best off leaving the money in. So that's the thing for you to find out is the amount of money you have, let's just say for argument's sake, you have $3,000. And 30 years from now, it would still be only $3,000, suffering the ravages of 30 years of inflation, making it a puny amount of money. Or does that theoretical $3,000 continue to grow in value and ride along for these next 30 years? If the answer is it doesn't grow at all, withdraw the money. If the money does grow over the next 30 years, leave it in. Mary Ellen in Massachusetts says, I'm on an app called Ibotta where you can get cash back for buying groceries and submitting receipts. I wanted to get paid, but I'm afraid to attach my account to this app because I don't want it to get hacked. Should I just get gift cards or send it to Apple Pay, or is it safe to send the money to my account? I can hear Clark Howard in my head warning me. I love it. I love it. So we've done a review of Ibotta and some of its competitors, and it is a way for you to earn uh, essentially some free cash for doing things you already do anyway. You have a little bit of hassle factor using the apps like Ibotta. Uh, With any app, you face the risk that they'll be hacked and that information you have could fall in the wrong hands. So you could do the Apple Pay. That's probably, if you're worried about that and you're an iPhone user, that would be the simplest, easiest answer to deal with your concerns and still get the money into your hands. And Anonymous says, I live near a great beach and have been thinking I would like to buy a condo for personal use as well as renting it out. Where can I get info on the ins and outs of buying a condo and using it for rentals? I see this this year may not be the year to buy, but I would like to be ready when a good market comes. Can you give me any advice? So Anonymous, you are so right. This is definitely not the year to buy any beach, resort, mountain, or lake property is the values of those gyrate far more than owner-occupied real estate. And so you want to wait for the economic cycle to turn on that. As far as buying a property that you rent out, the biggest issue people have faced is if your rental is based on short-term rentals, think Airbnb or VRBO, more and more condominiums and more and more communities in resort areas, beach areas, and the rest are banning short-term rentals. Even after you have bought a place, you can lose the right or ability to earn income that way. So the economics of a rental need to work for you with long-term rentals as well as short-term rentals if the rental income is key to you buying and owning that property. If the economics only work based on short-term rentals, you shouldn't buy. Urkan in Connecticut says, Hi Clark, I'm thinking about purchasing a 65-inch Samsung TV for $1,800. Should I purchase the extended warranty for three years for $279? Only if you hate yourself would you buy it. (laughs) So what I would suggest to you, um, Samsung one of their biggest sellers is Costco Wholesale. If you are not a Costco member, 
join Costco. If you don't have the Costco Visa card, get it. Then you'll get four years of coverage for free on the purchase of that Samsung TV. Uh, What Costco does is they make available to you additional warranty coverage just for buying electronics from them. And then on top of that, if you get the no annual fee Visa card that's issued by Citibank, the Costco Visa card, you get two additional years of coverage on your electronics. So it sure beats paying $279 for it. You can pay 60 bucks for the Costco membership and get the free Visa card and have those benefits on any electronics you buy at no cost. And Andrew in Virginia says, do you feel that I-bonds are a worthwhile investment now? I know CDs are paying a very small, in- very small interest, and I'm wondering if I should consider I-bonds. Yeah, Andrew, we did discuss this recently on the podcast, so I'm glad you're asking the question because the I-bonds are a good idea right now. So what's key here is some people have misunderstood me on this and thought that it was okay to buy uh, the various inflation-adjusted mutual funds. Those are not a good deal right now. But the Series I savings bonds, of which you can buy up to $10,000 in a year, are a good deal. The interest rate resets every six months, but as of now, you'll earn significantly more than you would in other forms of savings, and it is a form of inflation hedge. So if you go to savingsbonds.gov, it'll take you to the Treasury Direct section on buying Series I savings bonds. And I want to thank you for being a part of Team Clark. If you enjoy our podcast, I hope you'll subscribe, review us, share us with your friends.